Hello and welcome to Unframed, conversations about the arts on CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon and streaming live around the world at cfcr.ca. My guests tonight are Dave Stonehouse of BAM, the Bridges Art Movement here in Saskatoon, and John Vaughn, a local artist and DJ. Dave, hey. thanks for coming on the show tonight. Thanks for having me. So BAM, I know you've been on the show before, but for our listeners who may not have heard it back then, maybe you can just start by talking a bit about how BAM came to be and sort of the impetus behind you guys starting this group. Yeah, for sure. Most of our members, we know each other from taking art classes together in university and just being artist friends in Saskatoon. And we realized that, like, you know, Saskatoon's a great place. We have an amazing music scene but it was kind of lacking with buzz for the visual arts scene. So we were trying to, you know, help that and create a boost, but not only for us, but for the whole community and try to community build. So basically that's it. We tried to find a studio together for group studios because all of us are very social. We didn't want to work on paintings and our art in a basement uh, in, a, in some kind of void. So yeah, we wanted to have a group studio but we also wanted to have some place that we could host shows and have events and bring people in to to really try to start something in Saskatoon. You know there's other things happening sure but um, we just thought there could be more. Well sure and you talked about the setup is a bit different than some traditional studios where you would each have a communal space or an art space to work and that you do have a gallery space as well and the shows that you host aren't always in-house but bringing outside artists in as well sometimes? Yeah, so for the first part of BAM we knew we only had the place for you know six months and we had seven members at that time so we had a really ambitious schedule of uh, seven shows in uh, six months and each of us had our own show to curate so it, it was our own chance to curate a show and then after that it was just kind of throwing around different ideas getting calls uh, for submissions and trying to find out kind of new and exciting things that we could have in Saskatoon. The seven of you guys coming together then, can you talk a bit about some of the sort of conditions that were out there or sort of why it helped to be this group? I know you said you were social, but there's also other support that you're able to offer each other and things you're able to do, correct? Yeah, for sure. Lots of us went to school together and we missed that kind of community and seeing each other working on paintings and that kind of critique and feeding off each other's positive energy was really something that we wanted to harness and use and just have around us all the time. And for me, producing art with other people in the studio that I could talk, talk to about, that I could bounce ideas off of, that I could you know laugh and dance with and then paint some more, it gives me a reason to work harder, to work more often, and to just produce more. That was a big thing, and it's, it's a, good, a really good support group that's expanded outside of BAM, and that it's been super fun and beneficial, for sure. That's interesting, because I found, too, for myself when I was in my undergrad, that that social aspect of art was something that I really enjoyed, mm -hmm. and something that was really easy to lose once you get out of school. And so having that space for you guys to sort of start, that's, that's great. Yeah, so, so many people leave university and then they still are, you know, artists at heart, but they're not really producing much and they're, they feel almost a little bit ashamed or something that like a little bit, you know, hurt inside because they're not really making much. So um, 
we didn't really want to let that happen. And we thought we were on a roll with, you know, getting our BFAs or, you know, whatever. And we just want, we just want to keep on going. I want to make art, tons of art for the rest of my life and make it all the time, make tons of it. The other part that that group helps with is also that community that you guys can collectively build. Because I know when I've been to BAM shows, they're, they're well attended. It's not like five people in a room. So how has that community building been going for this first year? It's been going surprisingly, like absolutely shockingly well. Like there's all of our shows that have been really well attended. There's been tons of community support, a lot of really great artists that are practicing in Saskatoon are visiting us and Paved and AKA are supporting us a tons. It's it's just been overwhelming. It's been such a great ride so far. It's good. It's interesting too that when you talk about community, where you are on 20th Street, it, it faces the street and it faces the community in a different way than a lot of galleries. Absolutely. We have the best spot right now. It is It is the absolute best spot because 20th Street is this intersection for all walks of life in Saskatoon. There's new recent immigrants. There's, you know, the First Nations people that have been in 20th Street their entire lives. There's new yuppies that are shopping at the expensive furniture shops. There's, you know, hipsters and people like that that are at the coffee shops and juice bars and all types of people. There's the farmer's market family crowd that are walking the streets. There's a huge influx of people from all different walks of life and we're in the center of it with a window watching it all and it's great. We have shows and we're open on weekends with these shows that people just walk into and they they don't even know it's a gallery and it's re- it's really great just engaging with these people. And it's interesting that they're able to then cross that threshold in a different way. Sometimes that can be a barrier for other galleries, but like you say, if they don't even necessarily know they're entering, they sort of enter, see what's here, and then you're able to engage them in conversations that, you know, around art and around. Yeah. And one thing that's great about BAM and and what we're doing is it's kind of like an indie movement or whatever, if you if you want to label it like that. But we kind of slipped past a little bit of an institutional barrier that a lot of people can access it that might not be going to regular galleries. And I think that's one of like the major strengths for what we're doing is we're bringing art to people that usually wouldn't be going to these places and spaces. And how has that influenced your programming? I know like during Nuit Blanche, you had the Making Paper Lanterns project for people right. could come. Has there been an effort to face community or more of a welcoming in when they do arrive? Uh, yeah, we really do want to face the community and keep a diverse community. But at the same time, we really want to have exciting programming and have shows that aren't just something that doesn't look like a commercial gallery. So more installation and more edgy shows too. So it's a balance. And all of us, you know, we're, we're doing this just out of kind of like a passion project. We haven't made any money and we haven't received any grants yet. So if there were grants coming down the line or something like that, then we'd definitely step up with more of the community engagement kind of direction. But um, yeah, it's definitely on our minds and we think about different strategies and techniques to continue that as well. And as you say, it is nice to have that social group to work with, but at the same time, taking on a project like this is a larger workload than you know having a studio and maintaining an individual practice. So 
it's also been, I'm assuming, a process of finding the right people that are also interested to become involved in that way and think that way. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's sometimes really difficult. Like, all of us, we're great friends and we love each other, but times get tough. Some people feel like they have more of the load or, you know, they're working so much on BAM things rather than their own studio practice, which, which tends to happen during like really uh, big projects. But thankfully, we only have kind of large group projects once or tw- once or twice a year, which we've only been open for a year. But we we kind of band together for these kind of really intense months or few weeks to kind of get a job done, and then it's back to kind of the regular flow of things. So two in mind that I'm kind of bringing up would be Lugo. Last year we did a, a Yours Truly installation at Lugo and that was a huge project for all of us and we had to all kind of band together to come up with that and then the people project for um, Nuit Blanche which was a huge success it was awesome it was really really a lot of fun well it was the as far as I could tell the one project that was a considerable wait to see at Nuit Blanche so yeah well and we had a great idea for the show but um Sadly, we had to make the gallery smaller because we built a gallery inside the gallery. So, uh, yeah, we we did have to limit the capacity for people getting inside the doors. And it was a really interactive exhibition where people, you know, had to sometimes lay on the ground to investigate some of the art in there or stand on stools to look at some art uh, hidden in the walls. So um, we wanted to make sure things were still safe and people could still enjoy it. So yeah, like it was great having a lineup, but I wish people didn't really have to wait in line. That was that was unfortunate. Fair enough. It's a growing process too, maybe, trying out these different projects as well and sort of seeing what the response is. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. And and it's all it's all been kind of hilarious, like seat of our pants, minor budget, like we thankfully paved in AKA and Nuit Blanche worked with us and they were able to uh, write us into a hub grant for that. So we were able to pick up some uh, material costs for that. So we didn't end up losing money, which is always nice, but we certainly didn't make any money. Fair enough. It's a hard thing to make money in art sometimes. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Still trying to figure that out. <laughs> then talking a bit about those projects too, like you say, there is this interesting balance with BAM of being a studio where you're showing the work of your artists and then reaching out to become a gallery and showcase other work. One of the recent shows that's coming up, Reunited, which is taking place tomorrow night at the Snell Grove at 7 o'clock, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. The closing reception is tomorrow at 7, and it'll probably go until 11 p.m. You know, we're... We're young and we like to have fun, so it'll go a little bit later. But yeah, Reunited show is BAM's next show, and it's not in the BAM gallery, but it's a BAM takeover of the Snell Grove Gallery. So uh, one of our artists that's part of BAM, Aurelia Maxwell, works at the Snell Grove, and she realized that there's a three-week block in Snell Grove's schedule that they didn't have anything programmed. So really last minute, she came up with this reunited show that was trying to bring all these people that have graduated from the university in the last decade or six years or whatever, anyone that we could really think of, 
and other community artists that are emerging or are, you know, practicing art in the community, all just to get together and show together and just have a eclectic kind of art show. What's interesting too, like you say, it is other artists in the community. As I've seen the Facebook group where it sort of started and other artists being invited in, if people didn't go to the university or didn't graduate from the university, that they're still welcomed in if they're sort of a practicing artist. There's an interesting balance there. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of just trying to get the community together, you know, and get everyone in there to show work. And, you know, we asked a lot of people and it was really last minute and we were able to get, I think, 27 artists to put one artwork each. So maybe next one there will be more. But uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty cool for kind of like a quick show. And sure. Yeah, it's nice actually being in a gallery that's pristine and that has <laughs> really nice lighting control and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, it was a pleasure being in the Snell Grove again. So then in terms of that bringing the community into discussion with university artists, was there interesting overlaps between those artists in terms of the work or in terms of the types of directions that those who went through the university took? Hmm, I think so, yeah. There's there's such a range that it's the whole show isn't entirely cohesive, of right? Co- well, of course, it's a um, survey more. Yeah, right? it's a, but yeah, you'd see, it, was, it was neat to look at everyone's work and find pairings and if they're themes or techniques or just how they're working with paint or the palette that they're using and just them coming in and dropping off their work and, you know, that kind of community coming together was, yeah, it was surprising and, and fun and I'd like to do more. I guess there's this idea too of just sort of finding those artists who are active and continuing on and it doesn't necessarily mean those who went and did a four-year degree are those continuing on often. There's you know? there's some tremendous artists that, you know, have never taken formal schooling for sure. Well, and it's nice to have a space and to, I think, bring some artists who've never shown at the Snell Grove into that space too. When yeah, yeah, for sure. Breaking into that institution. Yeah, that's great. Which is interesting because when you're a student at the U of S, it sort of becomes that space where you have a lot of shows. Like, Yeah, you know, they, you know the U of S is so fortunate to have the Snell Grove. Not every university has a gallery like that that has loose programming that you could get shows in or group shows and have BFA, like they'll have their BFA, but there's so many more shows that you can be a part of as, as a student. I was in the Snell Grove for a lot of shows and really expanded how I thought of hanging a gallery and working with Marcus Miller too. And yeah, we're really blessed. It is a really different experience. And like you say, a lot of institutions don't have that kind of space that's open for student programming. For me, it was really changed my approach to making art when I had to start thinking of it as a cohesive body and as not just single pieces that were critiqued in a class. And so, like you say, there's a lot of spaces that don't have that. And it is nice for the students here to really have that experience, not just making work, but learning to exhibit it as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the other show. And John, if bring you into the discussion as well. Hi, John. Hello. Thanks for coming on as well. My pleasure. So then you've been involved in the other program that's coming up. This is the one that's happening in BAM's gallery, which is the Regina show. He has been a real huge help. He's been the Regina liaison and coordinator for our upcoming show in BAM gallery called Experience Regina. 
And right when BAM was in its infancy, we thought, you know, we'd like to expand beyond BAM and get the Saskatoon community involved. But we'd also like to get out of Saskatoon. And we were thinking there's a lot of great, really great art happening in Regina. And we we're so close. We were like sister cities. But for some reason, there's like this, this divide or something. We don't really hear about things happening there nearly as much as we should. So we wanted to get some Regina programming in. And John had an in. And he's got a lot of connections. So I worked with John with our Wild and Free show, which was just an excellent show. And yeah, it was great bringing him along to, uh, to help out with this one. Awesome. So John, if you can talk a bit about what this process of putting the show together has been like. Yeah, for sure. What I had to think about in terms of putting together a group in Regina that I could put together this show with, I needed to have four individuals, at least anyways, that would be going in four different directions to be able to pull from different areas in the community. And luckily, I was <laughs> able to find uh, four ideal individuals for that. Uh, the first person is Alex King, who most people know as Allie King. And she was actually born in England. And I believe she did her schooling in Sweden and eventually came to Canada to find work and found herself eventually in Regina. She has like a um, history of a curatorial practice and she's been in Regina for quite some years now. And she was a perfect person to have on the team. Next is Zoe Schneider, who is the visual arts coordinator at OSAC. And so she has a very kind of eclectic experience that she got from that and the kind of people and artists that she's met through that, she's able to bring quite a number of different people into the mix, and that was really good. And she's actually originally from Alberta as well. (laughs) They bring a very eclectic thing to the program, but in terms of locals, I chose an artist named Jason Kaywood. I believe he was born there. Jason has been um, a member of a lot of different things in the community there, both from visual arts to music. He has been a DJ in the past, and I believe that he's a librarian now. And okay. <laughs> so that's what he does. And so he has a kind of a deeply entrenched connection to Regina, having been there his whole life, having been a staple of the art scene there. And one of the challenges I gave him was to find some people that only he would be able to kind of bring into the mix. And the other person that I involved is uh, Colby Rich- uh, Richardson, a younger artist in the scene. He is also a analog visualist, and he makes music videos as well. He is doing a video installation for it as well. Um, all of these are people are artists in addition to being the organizers for this, with the exception of Ali or Alex King and myself, who's not. I'm not putting work into this show because I'm from Saskatoon. (laughs) But actually, one of the reasons that I felt drawn towards kind of to take this on is for a number of reasons. One of them is because I spent half my childhood growing up in Regina and half in Saskatoon. So I equally feel like I'm from both places. And for the past, like, uh, 15 years, I guess, I've been involved in all kinds of different activities in Regina, from the artist run centers there to the music festivals, to local happenings and et cetera. So I feel I've always felt like I never lost my connection with that city and that this would be a fun thing to take on. 
Cool. When we were talking earlier, you were talking about how this was less of what you would call a curatorial project and more of a survey. And then Correct. you used these four artists to sort of reach into different communities and each sort of bring their own connections mm -hmm. and artists that they know to the show. Mm -hmm. Can you just sort of speak a bit to that sort of difference in diversity that that sort of brought and the reasons behind that desire? One of the reasons was the kind of time restriction. We really wanted to get, I think, a show up in Banff before the end of the year. As well, the sort of mission, I think, that BAM had with this was just to open up BAM to Regina and to bring practicing interested artists in there. And that it wasn't as essential maybe to have like a vision of a, a single curator for a Regina show or something like that, as really this is just kind of like opening the doors to them and putting something together that can show Saskatoon just like the diversity and amazing talents that are there that we might not know about. Because as Dave said, that we are sister cities, but strangely, we don't know as much about each other as we could. And Dave, just sort of speaking to that community connection with BAM, I think it's an interesting approach. And like I say, it does speak to that community where rather than maintaining control, you've brought in John to now curate, and then he gives out like further control to these other four. It seems to really be about trying to find, I guess I would say, the best or the most appropriate show rather than trying to maintain some kind of overarching control by BAM members. Yeah, and, and that's something that we're trying to branch out a little bit more. Like, we have a, a great spot, but we don't have to do everything, and we don't have to be curating everything either. We could have guest curators. We could have events um, happenings or whatever, right? And I think with the Regina one, it would have been a huge burden. It would have been a, a lot of work to have a single curator creating a cohesive show in the BAM space. That would have taken a lot of back and forth and a really singular vision, where with having this kind of like diverse group and having a Regina showcase is really exciting and it's fresh. And they, they put it together fairly quickly that it has this like vibrancy and this really palatable energy to it that I'm absolutely excited about. I think it might be the best show in BAM. Awesome. Ooh. Something to look forward to. I'm also interested to the extent to which if it had been a singular vision, if it could have had the diversity of artists that were brought in, you know, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So <clears throat> sort of giving that up allows for that really sort of community reach to happen. So, mm -hmm. so what dates is this happening now? When can people come down to BAM and see this? The first day it's going to open, it's going to be on the reception, opening reception day. So that's November 28th. We're going to have the opening reception in the evening. There's going to be guest Regina DJs. There's going to be some of the Regina artists and organizers there. So it'll be a really great time for uh, Saskatoon to, to meet these people, to experience Regina art and build more connections with that community. So that's happening on the 28th, and it's going to run uh, for two weekends until December 13th. And then you're open, is it Saturday and Sunday to the public? Or? Yeah, yeah, we'll be open Saturday and Sunday to the public. And then uh, if you follow our Facebook event page, there will be a few evenings during the week that we will have the gallery open. And we're also open for private viewings and things like that. So you can just reach out to, to us 
or if you know any band members or just send us a message if you'd like to see the show and you can't make those days we can we, we're pretty flexible we can make that happen cool before we go one other question was it a challenge getting the works here then too and putting that together or has that we're kind of smiling because the works actually haven't arrived in saskatoon yet but uh i'm not really in a few days they are arriving by two multiple two vehicles are bringing them here so they are being driven down then yes they are awesome (laughs) and you mentioned that some of the artists may be coming to the receptions as well Definitely all the organizers will be there, and I would say at least half the artists will be in attendance because everybody's very stoked about that there. We're going to be, you know, like handbills and posters are going to go out in both cities. So, you know, I think people are excited about it. Cool. And the name of the, I think one of the, of the things that helps kind of ca- right away is the name of the show is named after this sort of somewhat now famous local tourism ad that was made and this song that was written by experience regina yeah regina has a music video you need to check it out because it's hilarious and just it's it's really great yeah just go on youtube and type in experience regina we're gonna have our own version out of it before the show but uh for now and we'll post that on the event so awesome That provides a good segue to talk about Saskatoon Shines, an exhibition at SkyApp whose reception is also this Friday, but at 10 a.m. The exhibition is in celebration of SkyApp's Urban Canvas 11 project, and the reception will have a number of special guests, including our police chief, fire chief, as well as our Mayor Don Atchison. This is actually SkyApp's first Urban Canvas project in five years. The project is an arts, skills, and personal development training program for youth at risk ages 16 to 30. It consists of practical experience and public art portfolio building obtained through community art projects, skill enhancement workshops, life skills training, and post-project employment preparation. As SkyApp explains, the Urban Canvas project can have a profound and very positive impact on the lives of troubled young people. 50% of the youth who have completed the Urban Canvas project to date have found immediate employment, while an additional 40% have returned to school. For the exhibition, the youth in the program went to the History Room at the Saskatoon Public Library, and each chose an event from Saskatoon's past to respond to through their work. The events they chose were often quite challenging, such as the Robert Latimer murder trial or the Starlight Tours, and the result is an exhibition that asks us to re-examine some of these events through the eyes of these youth. Again, the reception is tomorrow, Friday, September 20th at 10 a.m. at SkyApp, 253 3rd Avenue South, and then tomorrow evening from 7 to late at the Gordon Snell Grove Gallery on campus is the closing reception for Reunited, which was organized and put together by BAM. Uh, Dave, if you can just sort of, one more time for our viewers, uh, let them know where to find BAM and how to get a hold of you. Sure. BAM's on 20th Street. We're right next to Doug's Spoken Sport, in between Doug's and the Mandarin Restaurant, across from the 220 building, directly across from Odd Couple Restaurant. Our address is 229 20th Street West. Open Saturdays and Sundays during exhibitions. And yeah, you should follow us on Facebook, BAM Saskatoon. That's the best way to keep up to date with events and uh, know things that are happening with everything that we're doing. Great. And thank you again, Dave, for coming in. And John, thank you for coming to the show today. Well, thanks for having us. You're welcome. Awesome. Again, this has been Unframed Radio on CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon and CFCR.ca. Thanks for listening.